Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And then there we go. Man, you know, I, we, we've said it a thousand times. It's becoming like a stand-up comedian doing, like, airline food bits or something, Katie. But, like, we've been living with this technology for so long, but no one can figure <laughs> out how to use it still. And, and why does it work to just leave the room and come back in? <laughs> huh? You got a blow on it. Shut up. What? Unplug it. Huh? Mike Benton? Huh? Why? Why does it work to leave and come back in? Why does it work to blow in the cartridge? Why? Oh, no. If I knew the answer to that, I would be a self-made billionaire by, like, yesterday. <laughs> things still break. Things still crack. I still own a vintage Nintendo, and I've shown my kids already about the glory of just turning the whole darn thing upside down and blowing right yes. into it. And voila. A little patience pays right off. You can go right back and pushing A, B, A, B, up, down, up, down, left, right, whatever it is. <laughs> left, right, it start. works. It still works, man. Uh, my kids have, have the same setup, luckily for them. Luckily for them, they have a good dad, and that code still works all day long. I've shown them that. It's awesome. And all, their, all his little buddies, all their little buddies come over, and they see the old school thing on the TV. And at first, they're like, what is this? This is lame. And then their parents can't get them to leave the house. They love it. It's like, it's something about how... The game sort of ends. It's finite, so you have to kind of keep going. Maybe these new games, they never end. Sure. You know? Does Blades of Steel still hold up? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, of course it does. Ask me, it still holds up. I got it about 30 feet away in my kid's playroom right now, resting comfortably by Super Mario Brothers 3. Yes. Tecmo Super Bowl. And from my wife's own request, the original Mario Plus Duck Hunt. Do you guys remember Hot-Blooded Hockey? Yes, Duck Hunt. Do you remember Hot Blooded Hockey? Either of you? Ooh, Do you remember that one? It's a deep track, dude. It's a deep track. That one. They had a whole Hot Blooded series. They had every sport: football, soccer, whatever you want, hockey. Um, but it was like it was like um, like the street version. Do you remember like NFL Street? <laughs> you guys remember that game? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. like that, but like old school, old school, eight bit. I was I was too busy. My favorite off the wall game might have been for the old Sega Genesis, and uh-huh. it was called Mutant League Hockey where they took right. real player names. Uh, sometimes real teams or fake city names, but, I mean, you can totally tell the whole, you know, punchline behind it. Like, they had the they had a Los Angeles team back then when Wayne Gretzky played there. Barry Melrose was coaching. And your number one center was Mame Zitsky, <laughs> built like a zombie. <laughs> and the head coach was Coach Smellnose. Yes. And I... I forget what when Mario Lemieux was for for Pittsburgh, but it was hilarious. Oh. I mean, you can go back and Google it somewhere. Like, I mean, that game did not get the credit that it deserved. Like, oh, and it the was Kraken, funny. Well, the it Kraken would fit in perfectly it on that. Like, it felt like the old. Yeah, it, it felt like the old NHL '94 game, but just like with, with mutants. Oh, it was cool. hilarious. That's really cool. Do you guys remember how? Um, 
the the I'm sure we all. I mean, come on, we were we were in Seattle, Ryan. Like, I mean, we're 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 true blue Seattle boys here. And when Ken Griffey Jr. baseball came yeah. out, you remember how the players had the goofy names because they didn't have the, everybody except for Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the Players Association on board or whatever. Whatever. Um, hey, you know what? Uh, one of my favorite games is though of all time. Release the show. <laughs> Theme song. What's cracking? What's cracking? We cracking. We cracking. We dipping. We diving. We sliding. We slapping. Hockey in Seattle, boy. We all about the action. Release the show. Release the show. It is release the show. Thank you for listening. I'm Brett. The missing link Ryan is here. Our buddy Chris might be joining late. Producer Katie's here on hand, laughing as usual. Oh, but not at that. Okay, I'll work on it. <laughs> um, and also Mike Benton, uh, who, of course, covers the Kraken. And you guys hear him on KJR all the time. And, I mean, if, if, if anyone knows the Kraken, Ryan, it's going to be Benton. So, Mike, thank you for stopping by the show. Again, yeah. uh, at, at Benton underscore Mike on all social media. I'm sure all of you guys are following along as we are. Um, Mike... Uh, well, Katie, do you have a live read for us before we get going? Uh, to because I'm just gonna start complaining, right? Absolutely. So if, if, you let's gotta, get the positivity out get, first. Let's get, let's get something in there. Let's do some business here. Um, I want to talk about Wiener Schnitzel. I know you do. <laughs> I want to talk about Wieners. Uh, Whoa! They have a crowd pleaser number seven deal. Mm-hmm. It's uh, four chili dogs, four corn dogs, and four chili cheese fries. For $25. What? Yes. And if you mention the Release the Show podcast, you also get free Tasty Freeze. Whoa. Order some of that and then invite the buds over to watch the Kraken. I got know? the munchies just looking at right. these photos. Oh, oh, I bet you can DoorDash yourself some wiener schnitzel, can't you? Probably. Or Probably. one of those things. Yeah. Come on, everybody. And, and mention Release the Show, get what? Free ice cream. Free ice cream. There you go. It's Wiener Schnitzel of Western Washington. Two everybody. locations, Everett and Fife. Uh, Mike, okay. Um, I we really just have one question. I mean, do we suck? Um, that's <laughs> our our friend Chris. That's that's what he asked early last year. So this bit's been going on the show for a while. And Every last year, show? the team answered that question as the season went along. No, they didn't. They didn't suck. They don't suck. But this year, that's our question again. Do we suck? Well, I'll put it to you like this. If the Kraken can find a way to get this thing rolling, and again, the start's been very, very slow. Mm -hmm. The one thing I see about this team in common from last year to this year is like they're going to be like an 18-wheeler. And getting out of the driveway, they are super slow, (laughs) gradually moving, er, pulling right into the street, but... When they get finally going on the freeway, mm-hmm. and by that time we're talking, you know, midway through the season, seven game trip, uh, just beating the wheels off of teams like Toronto, even Edmonton on that one trip, Ottawa. You get an 18 liter uh, going down the freeway at 70 miles an hour. Get out of its way. Okay. There's nothing stopping no. it here. So, oh. I mean, if if I can round it out into, I think, um, you know, the way I see this right now. There's a lot of underlying parts of this team's game that make a lot of sense to say it's just like 
last year. They're finding a way to generate scoring chances. Jared McCann's picking up right where he left off. I couldn't believe some of the chatter I heard elsewhere by saying, oh, the Kraken just got lucky. McCann's not going to score 40 goals. And it was very, it was dismissive, borderline insulting uh-huh. to his game. He's got six goals in 12 games yeah. already. Yeah. He can score. He needed ice time. He, he's getting that now. We saw what could have happened in Pittsburgh, and now it's coming to full revelation here in Seattle. Goaltending has been spectacular. It's been maybe the best that I've seen in three years. Take a look at Edmonton and their problems. You don't have goaltending, you're going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So you, you've you got parts of this team's game already lining up into place. Now, can they get more of their top-line guys going? Can they get Matty Beneers in fifth gear? Can yep. they get Jordan Everly in fifth gear? Can they get Alex Wenberg is more in fifth gear? Ellie Tolman you know, uh, showing signs of life right now. For the record, where it is right now, entering the Arizona game at 4-6-2, and two, to do this while they're still waiting for other pieces, offensive parts to catch up here, that's a lot of promise. And I recall after the Florida game, when they lost that one, three to two, and they just had that freakish bounce that Joey Decord had yeah. a miscue on, yeah. didn't read it the right way, and it got you know buried into a wide open net. I had a good talk with a good friend of mine on the Panthers broadcast team, and he said, you guys are flat of the playoff team. You are a playoff team. Whoa. I've seen it. I've seen other teams as yeah, well. I told you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I told yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's, so, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's still early, but it's not. And uh, I think for this next 10 game stretch coming up here, especially for against, you know, Edmonton and Colorado and nobody else, this is a very, very important stretch here for the Kraken. But if we see more of of these habits line up into place and they find a way to get their top line guys going, they're going places. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I feel better now. Honestly, I feel better now. Yeah. That was nice. We can even bring Mike around here more often. <laughs> Calm me down, especially when they get off the starts like this. Uh, Ryan, what so do you got? W- what's preventing them from from like putting three full periods together? Yeah, like, that's wh- what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. wh- what what is preventing from being that team right now? Mm-hmm. We gotta yeah, we gotta it's... be able to do it the, for the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's right now. I think the million dollar question of the day for this team right now is why haven't the efforts been there to mount up to what they say is a full 60 minutes. And uh, I think before that's fully addressed, here's the one caveat. The NHL season's 82 games long. It's 82 games against the best, bet the best athletes on the entire planet to expect a team to play 82 games in a row at a full 60 minute clip is borderline impossible. These are human beings we're talking about. There's going to be ups and downs. It's the better ones who manage the dog days of the schedule, as they say. And, you know, the blending of each game week to week, day by day, who manage it better that find themselves more on the winning end here. You know, I, I had a great talk with Jordan Eberle, and it was blunt honesty before this team got on the plane to Arizona. And he said, you know, we didn't get enough shots on net against Calgary. Uh, We need more shots, but it's more just, you know, shots on goal. It's finding a way to get into the inside, track down rebounds, reset their offense, if you will. And without getting into too much X's and O's here, find a way to extend the stress test of the opposing team's defense 
as our friend John Forslund says, that's crack at hockey, baby. So <laughs> we, 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 we also heard from Dave Haxtell hints about I like it. not, not all, you know, just from Eberly about where this team needs to find the extra gear, but Dave Haxtell in a way has said it as well. It's the inner drive to compete and win. And it's these 10 games that are going to really serve, I think, as a big wake-up call here to say that you just can't play games early and just throw them away mentally. You yeah. know, you've got to be dialed in here for this part of the season, just like you would, say, in March, yeah. just like you would, say, in April. So that's ultimately where this team is going to be challenged, is to find more of what we saw, say, in the Tampa Bay game, say, in period three against Nashville, yeah and carry it over and play more games like that and less of what we saw, say, in period two, period three against Calgary yeah. the other night. Ask the Mariners about slacking off early in a season, you know, coming back around to bite you. We don't talk um, about those guys. Yeah, we, it's, like, it's like that movie, that Disney movie, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about the Mariners. Uh, Mike Benton, how do they get Matty Berniers going? You know, right now, I, the, the the sense I get with Matty is that there's no one who is more bothered by this scoring drought than him. Hmm. Uh, and it, I think it's easy for us to say, well, he can just, you know, shoot his way out of it. But, you know, Matty's a human being like anybody else. You know, if you think about, you, you go through dry spells, say, you know, if you work in sales and you don't get, you know, a bite, you don't get a new account for a long time, it begins to wear on you mentally. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk to Matty recently, but you take a look at the body language on the ice right now, you can easily get the sense that there's a lot of tension. And it, almost like every play is right now life and death. Mm. And it, ultimately, it goes back to what we heard from Dave Haxtell a few days ago. And this isn't new you know, this is just flat out hockey gospel, just, you know, perpetuating over and over. If a player is in a slump and this goes for a lot of scores and there are a lot of scores this season as well, who are you know having a, a hard time trying to score goals. Look at Trevor Zegras as well out in Anaheim. And he was on the cover of an NHL video game about two years ago. Um, but players will go through these scores by nature are incredibly streaky. What Matty Beneers needs is just one shot to go in, whether it's of a traditional wrist shot, left circle, on the rush, using his speed, or going right to the front of the net and having one just bounce off his rear end and go in. It doesn't matter how. <laughs> yeah. One goes in, you get one. He needs that's that a big single. win for confidence. And then it's easier to carry the puck and shoot it and find more ways to create and produce offense. Yeah. I think for me, the question of the day right now is how's he going to get that first one? Is it going to be off a wrist shot? Is it going to be off his rear end? Is it going to go off his head, shoulder, like it's Plinko and the price is right and bouncing? Who cares right now? <laughs> he just needs one. Yeah, and at least the good thing we're shooting. seeing is that he's getting his chances, but he just needs one to go in. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of shooters, Chris is here. What's up, Chris? Chris is joining Oh, hey. What's up, oh, man? hey. Thanks for uh, calling me a shooter. I normally I normally hey. miss, so that I, I appreciate it. Yeah, but shooters got to shoot, whether you whether you make it or not. You got to shoot. You know that always. Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, uh, Ryan, you got questions. What What do you got there? Well, just going back to like consistency. So yeah, with with Beniers, just having them keep going, yeah. keep shots. Uh, Monday, I guess they changed some lines around in practice um, and, and moving mm -hmm. Kyler Ma Yamamoto up with them. Is that going to essentially help him? in this process of finding the, finding that first goal. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the hope and the dream in that, you know, they've tried Ty Cartier with Matty Beneers and Jordan Eberle, uh, you know, with that line we saw last year in the playoffs, and they were still sputtering at some points of this year. They tried, of course, you know, Jared McCann, you know, Eberle with him, and it was tough getting them going for the first week here. So ultimately, you know, I think this boils down to can we see the right combination to light a spark here for Beneers offensively? And what they're getting right now, I think, with Yamamoto as a player who's looking more and more like his 20-goal self in Edmonton from two years ago, and even more so, I think, hints of what I saw when I was in the Western Hockey League doing this for the Everett Silvertips, and Yamamoto was putting up a 40-goal campaign in Spokane. You know, in a way, the way that he's able to use his hands and create offense, dangle the puck, we often hear the phrase in hockey, He's got the puck on a string. Mm-hmm. We saw that not just every game, but what felt like every shift Man. when he was with Spokane, you know, back in the day. And granted, rules will ch- roles will change now as you get to the NHL. And he's more now a depth player who is looking for, I think, to help create new life on this team on its top line. Why do I feel but we're so seeing much now. <laughs> we 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 are we are we are now we are now, we're now seeing a healthy Yamamoto. He didn't have that on the side last year. Uh, a healthy player means a confident player and it means a productive player. Dave Axtell said he was maybe the best player on the ice in that Tampa win last week to end the road trip, which is an incredibly horrific and tough place to play. Yeah. And it's not just the offense he created, but to me, I, I took back on a look at the score sheet because I saw him in overtime, which means you play in overtime, you're getting the trust of your coach to go out there and not just win a game, but find a way to prevent the other team from winning the game and take care of the puck. That night, Yamamoto was turnover proof. Nothing. No giveaways on his score sheet. Zip. Hmm. We're now seeing confidence turn into trust for him, which now means he's found a way to be comfortable with this team and with this offense and maybe there's something there. Maybe that's a wink from the coaching staff to say, you know what? Hey, we're seeing parts of your game come back. Let's see now what you do with last year's Calder Trophy winner. And in turn, the way that he is able to track down rebounds, help the crack and reload in their own zone, or find a way to just you know, jam one in front of the net. That could help in ears. You got Jared McCann playing on the left wing. You know, he's one of the best players on this team for this first month of this season. They're, they all have speed to generate off the rush, hallmark of the Kraken game. That could work to their advantage. I looked at that line back on Monday, and I go, okay, we got something going here. Man, I'm Let's feeling, see what happens. I'm feeling better and better and better. But I, I, I'm telling you, Mike, though, I don't feel like this while I'm watching the games. I have to tell you. <laughs> it's because of how they've <laughs> been ending. Us, but like, we all, just, I know we all I, feel I, it. We I'm all just surprised. feel it. I mean, I can't believe with watching the team that we've been watching that you came in straight away going, hey, but this is a playoff team. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love the positivity. I, 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 I'm – Man, this is what I want to hear, especially from a guy mm-hmm. that watches the team like you do. Um, Chris, uh, I know what Chris is going to ask. Chris is going to ask about Tanev and, and when he's coming back. I'm sure of it. Right, Chris? Absolutely <laughs> not. That's not what I was going to oh, ask. Um, but it sounds like you already did. So um, Yeah, what's up with Tanev? I think we can He was out there go, skating go around, that way. wasn't he, Mike? Was he back on the ice t- somewhat? 
Yeah, he's been back on the ice now, I want to say, for a little less than half a week. So yeah. he's wearing a red non-contact jersey. And for those who don't know this, basically it means I'm healthy enough to skate. I'm healthy enough to practice. I'm not healthy enough to take a hit. That could really do some serious damage here. So that's the next step in getting Tanev back and up to speed into form is just get him reps on the ice. He's been a part of morning skate from what we just saw. And I just, you know, checked my phone. Thank you. Piper Shawbrood sports, our friend on uh, boots on the ground with this. Uh, he's again on the ice for morning skate nice. at Arizona, but still in that red non-contact Jersey. So we've heard no change in progress. It's going to be about at the four week mark. I want to say by next week when the crack and play Colorado and Edmonton again, that's the best case scenario to get him back. I think depending upon, you know, how fast this thing heals uh, with him, that could, you know, maybe I think provide the finish line for this four-week period here. But, I mean, I don't want to spitball on this as well, but, you know, you look at a timeline for what he has, you're looking at maybe middle of November. So that's kind of where the general uh, timeline lays, the general deadline for him to get back. So. Uh, when he's healthy, you know, they've got one more body who can easily play their system with his speed. We all know his tenacity, uh, his ability in the penalty kill. It was fantastic to end the season last year. And it's too, it's too bad because they only had about half a game to really get him into place. So once he is back, you know, you try to give him about probably two or three games for him to get his timing and his effectiveness in there. And eventually you're going to see the old Brandon Tanev that uh, we all have come to know and love. How about going on the road? I mean, man, you're, you're guy, you, you talk, I mean, you have conversations with these guys, you see these guys in a way that a lot of fans don't get to see these guys. And, you know, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm an actor. I like going on location. I don't know about you guys, but I like traveling for work sometimes because you just get to concentrate on the job at hand and, you know, you're with your colleagues and your friends and you're hanging out and you can build that camaraderie. Like, what what is this team like from a chemistry perspective, and especially when they go on the road together? Well, see, I, I love the way you think, Brett, and I, I've always tried to take my cue from you know, Thanks, people Mike. who are in the acting field because they're just so natural at holding a conversation oh, and then just finding a way to improvise. I mean, I took improv classes when I was in seventh grade. I I walked in, I was scared, <laughs> it, but you know what, man? It it open it blew my mind open to the possibilities that you can create and you can go with either recreating a scene or just having a, just a flat out conversation. And I think in some ways it's a good building block, you know, for people who do this, you know, here for a living, even those, you know, for you, for you, great guys who host a show like this, which has been spectacular. Thanks man. Yes. Uh, yes. And you get free food sometimes. <laughs> there you go. There's a yes. And I just, I just, I just keeping it real. That's all. I'm doing. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I think in a way, when you look at, uh, how this team is able to function, you know, we often hear it's so cliche that there are no bad apples in the room, but not all teams are created equal. And it's often that, you know, you don't see it, but you hear of it say when so-and-so is behind the scenes, looking out for his own best interests. I, I really don't care what it is, you know, whether it's he's going to the coach and complaining about more ice time, you know, whether he's showing up late for a team meeting. Uh, I've heard of nothing as far as any sort of incidents here with this Kraken team. And it's not just it's not just the instance in itself, but it's also how this team is able to coexist in the same room. Hmm. They all have different backgrounds, 
But this is why I love this game. I've loved it ever since I was a kid because it, it is one of the ultimate tests in humanity with regards to teamwork. Yeah. When you come from a different corner of your own walk of life, when your teammate comes from a different corner who may not have the same background as you, but you're all in the same room to achieve one thing, and that is to win together. I can't think of a greater uh, analogy for success in any kind of walk of life. What are they and like? That's do they go to the movies together? What do they what do they do? What do they do on the road? Do they go to the movies together? Do they do they go to dinner? I mean, I'm sure they go to dinner together. Everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you talk about, you know, me, 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 uh, movies are our fair game. You know, I hear a lot about uh the team going to, you know, separate dinners, you know, they 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 find a few buddies here and uh they'll find a way to hang out because you all can't just walk together hip by hip yeah. and go to one place together. <laughs> it would be well. cool but if those all wearing their jerseys, you know, <laughs> showing Taking up over. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you got to lay low and these guys want to lay low, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, d- dinner is a very, very popular thing. Um, Adam Larson's huge into sushi. He's told me, oh, really? um, Vince Dunn has him over sometimes, uh, for a meal he'll cook for him. Um, you know, th- this is, this is why I love the whole, Dunn and Veneers combo is that, you know, they'll go back and forth and argue which one's more right as far as Vince Dunn's cooking skills. <laughs> but it's all in love, though. All right. um, he's, he, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, golf is a big thing. And oh. I go back to the golf trip they had uh, a year ago when they went to Kananaskis. That was a launching point for this team to get them all together on one golf course, going out groups of four, then having dinner afterward. And they had uh, a similar setup this year back in the preseason, but yet they headed out east more toward near the local region and the border of Washington and Oregon and had a good time, golf, Hmm. dinner, uh, everything. That's kind of the common bond here for this team is finding a couple days to spend time together and then use that as a launching point because – you know, if you walk into your place of work and you feel more comfortable with the guy, yeah. you know, or gal that you're sitting on by uh, and working together with, you're going to create more productive work. And, you know, we haven't heard at all of any guy I've talked to by saying, what's this deal? What's this problem? They, I mean, anyone I've talked to has said, there is no bad apple in this room, and this culture is what takes care do, of it. And this is what you see when guys value quality time together. Do they need to? Uh, Katie, well, speaking of business, also, I don't know who spoke of business, but you have business, do you, I don't you? Um, but I, I got to ask this, though. Um, do they need another apple in the room, though? Do they need an apple that's like a dude, like a guy, like a superstar? Do we need, I mean, is that age old conversation of like, Who's the who's the guy though? I mean, I, we know they're not going to announce a captain apple, but is yeah. there an apple out there that they could bring in? And you know, dare I say, an even better apple to be added to the barrel? And and who would that be? What position is that of need? Do you see that happening here? I mean, with what with what the record is, are there going to be buyers sellers? Is it too early to even have that conversation? I'm freaking out about apples now, Mike. You're making me hungry here. I got a bunch of apples in my kitchen. I have caramel apple dip as well in oh, the fridge apples. here. Man, I know where I'm Ooh, going. Caramel. caramel. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I I have a couple of directions where I'm going to go with this, and I'll first start with, I think the buyer and seller question. It's just way too early right now. Yeah. It is way 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 too early, and we're not talking excited. about where you're going. You know, either unless a 
you're well out of it. And trust me, the first team that is on a high-speed bullet train to that is the San Jose Sharks right now. And they're about maybe, I would say, a couple of weeks away from that Thanksgiving mark by saying, you know what, we're going nowhere here with, with this. We'll see what we can recoup maybe. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at, could you be a buyer? Yeah. I'm looking at that yeah. first check mark. <laughs> Sorry, What's Mike. That? Relegation. What about relegation yeah, flip, for the Sharks? Flip the Barracuda. Throw oh, them up. Why not? We could bring up the Firebirds, right? Sure. Come on now. All right, go ahead. How many folks are at the Barracuda right now saying, uh, me, yeah, me, right. hello, me, me? Right. That's competition right there. Uh, so I think from a, a contender's sense, you know, you want to get past, here's your first benchmark, Thanksgiving. Your second one also, I think, is New Year's Day or a little past New Year's Day. Okay. We saw the Kraken have a good start last year. They got past Thanksgiving. They were mathematically in it. And we've seen before that roughly, I want to say, 85% of teams who are five points out of a playoff spot or more by November 1, even earlier, uh, November 1, they've got virtually no chance to get in. So the Kraken have passed that. They need a good run to get Thanksgiving set them, to set themselves up well. And then I look at January where you, you, I think you're getting into the dog days of the schedule. And last year, their stress test was that seven-game run on that massive road trip, going through Boston also. That was a big litmus test. They passed it. At that point, we saw this team's for real. Mm -hmm. Then you're having conversations of what do we need to add to make ourselves better. The direction I also want to go in with regards to, Brett, a great question with uh, a top-line guy. That right now, consensus is what separates this team from the next level. Yeah, There is no Austin Matthews. There is no Connor McDavid right now. There is no Nathan McKinnon. There is no Sidney Crosby. This team is built a lot like the Carolina Hurricanes. And do you recall also who was a GM of that team, Ron Francis, who built them to what they are? They are deep. They are relentless. They play, I want to say, organized chaos with offense. The Kraken are built that exact same way. But Carolina really has no legit superstar number one center. The advantage here for the Kraken is that they could have a guy get there in Matty Beneers. But to place that kind of responsibility on now a 21-year-old is an incredible amount, is, is, is really an, 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 an incredible yeah. amount of strain yeah. and stress for a guy who is still learning this league right now. So as of this point, the options are slim with who you want to get, like, say, tomorrow. I mean, do we watch Connor McDavid and what's happening with Edmonton right now? Where is he going to go? You know, in two years, once his contract is up, roughly, Ooh. that's a million dollars. Start saving question. your pennies. Um, yeah. Start saving your pennies, Ryan. We should put a GoFundMe a, together. Got to sell those apples. Right there. Come on, so, Chris, we could put a I GoFundMe mean, together for that, couldn't we? Absolutely. If you want to add, <laughs> if, if, if add a guy, it's it's got to come through, you know, realistically, the trade market. And then it, it bears the question of what can you offer? How much can you afford? How much cap space as well can you clear? And as of right now, the Kraken are still technically in building mode with this right now. They were ahead of schedule last year. They're still trying to add to their organization. They've got some incredible pieces right now that are going to make a major impact in the NHL, but they are still two years away. So it again, it becomes a question. You want to get a top-line guy now, but at what cost? Yeah. From what we've learned and what I've heard, the Kraken are not shutting the door on doing whatever it takes 
to add to this team to be a winner ASAP. But it, is, it has got to come under the right terms. You just can't sacrifice your future just to take a, a run and win, say, maybe for about one or two years here. Well, if you guys want to go see the Kraken when they get back to Seattle, uh, get your tickets with EpicSeats.com. It's a Seattle company, everybody. They, uh, they, these guys went to UW, I think. Yeah. It's Husky. Yeah, go dogs. Um, dogs. So, uh, yeah, EpicSeats.com. Nobody beats. Epic seats, and we've been running a contest uh, here on the podcast, <laughs> giving away Joe Bro tickets. Katie, do you have that business for us right I've here? Okay. Who entered in this hat here? Yeah, thanks to I everybody will... for emailing in for those. It was actually a hot, hot contest we were running over there. People who doesn't you know, want to see the Joe Bros? Yeah, man, they really want to go to CPA and see the Joe Bees. Okay, the Jobs. <laughs> what? All right. So what? All right, go. Okay. Put some respect on their name. I got here. <laughs> the winner yeah. is Charlie Thompson. There you go. Charlie. Charlie Thompson. Wait, do I have my? Yay. Yay. Good. There you go. We'll get in touch. Uh, whether it was on uh, Insta or no, it was emails, wasn't it? Yeah, they emailed yeah. them. They Email emailed back. Them. And if Charlie Old doesn't want to go, we'll announce it on social media. We'll keep giving those away. But thank you to our sponsor, EpicSeats.com, for those tickets. If you guys want tickets or seats to anything, or if you're holding on to seats that you want to sell, do it with our friends, EpicSeats.com. Mention the football podcast, Take 12. <laughs> just because we didn't want to do two promo codes. So uh, mention take 12. And it also is because you can take 12% off when you spend $100 when you're buying seats, or they give you an extra $12 when you're selling your seats with EpicSeats.com. So you might as well do it and mention the other podcast. Do, do we mention us on their show? Why are um, we always giving them the plug? Yeah, no, we do. We do. Yeah. We talk a little crap yeah. on yeah, there okay, from there we time go. to time. Right. Don't worry. I, I, you know, I talk about Chris everywhere I go. You know, I can't help it, right? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Uh, oh, Chris, wow. Chris, you've been uh, yeah. you've been talking way too much on this episode. Yes, and so yes, yes, I course. just wanted to take a moment to tell you to pipe down a little bit. Um, no, okay. actually, do you, you have anything uh, you want to get in there? What do you got for us, my man? You're always got a few stats or something going on. What's happening? Well, you know, since I was so uh, very professionally slash unprofessionally late, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure exactly what you already talked to, to, to Mike about, um, I really, I mean, we, he kind of dove into it with, with your question when you're talking about a top line guy and whatnot, but uh, I'm looking at this like roller coaster, you know, that, that we're on this sort of like boom or bust and look amazing and then not, mm -hmm. and then like fast start and then, and then let the lead go away. Like, I'm not sure if the answer is just a top line guy, but I was going to ask Mike, you know, his thoughts on 
really why that is this season so far. And I know we did see a little bit of that season. I mean, we finally had a winning streak. We got our first two-game winning streak, but it's been so up and down and back and forth and left and right. What do you see, Mike, well, is but the I, reason for that so far? Well, can, can I also, though, add to your question, though, Chris, because where I wanted sure. to get to, I think it goes hand-in-hand, hand, Mike, and, and with what Chris is talking about, up, down, all over the place. Do we need a steady hand on the rudder? I know they're not going to announce one, but, I mean, do we need a captain, just the one guy to sort of set the tone, Oh, captain, my captain, my my ship for a captain. <laughs> like, wouldn't that sort of bring some consistency to the team? Well, eventually you will need one, and they are going to name one. The question is when. And as of right now, there it, it seems as if they're in you know kind of a middle ground phase right now with who could take that immediately. I mean, the, the I think the craziest thing is that you know I think we found out you know there there were there was a period where the Kraken were going into season one just with a complete band of players who had come from 18 different corners and maybe the idea of captain, they said they, they weren't ready for yet, but Mark Giordano walks in that room and takes over and takes command of that room. Basically consensus was we have no choice, but to name him captain. Mm -hmm. Now, how long was he going to be here? That was a big question. And it was only until March when he was traded, but what Mark Giordano did was set the groundwork for culture that made Vince Dunn a better player, that made Vince Dunn a top-line guy, that gave you know other players like Jared McCann a taste of what it means to be a leader on this team. Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Eberle, who's been around here, yet was reinforced by that, and then grew to love this place so much where he said, I want to be around here for the rest of my career, basically. Uh, to paraphrase that. So who's next? It bears the question not of just who's going to just stand up in the room, kick trash cans when they're mad, give a speech that is right now, I, I think, worthy of an Oscar-nominated film. It's more than that. It's a player who comes in, and his teammates are going to look at him and, say, and say he sets the standard. Okay. Talent has something to do with it, yeah. scoring as well but the ability to be one of the first guys in there and do it consistently day after day after day. We don't hear about that word consistency enough. I think when yeah. it comes to what makes a leader so great, because the season is so long, it is so easy to get sidetracked, but the players, the, the guys who wear that letter don't just set an emotional tone, but how the work day is going to go practice game day, everything. That's what makes the great ones so great. Could Matty Beneers be there in about another two years? I think so. The question is, when is he going to be ready? In the meantime, you've got a lot of players who are still, uh, I think, really in, are they coming or going with contracts running out here? So there's a lot of unanswered questions as far as who takes that mantle right now. And it may not be necessary yet, but the one consensus we've heard is that this room is entirely comfortable with the concept of having a four-man leadership group where an A exchange their experiences and round it all into the team culture because we all hear one thing that is consistent with guys like Eberly, Adam Larson, Jaden Schwartz, who won a Stanley Cup, Yanni Gord, who has won two Stanley Cups, is they are team-first guys. They are never, ever, ever about themselves first. They are always thinking about the team's core values and that's what makes this thing work. So when it happens, we don't know yet. 
I think it might be Baneers. It could be his time, but it's got to be a process. It's got to be a process here of patience, I think, until he is ready. He could be there, and there's a good reason why he could be there because he sits right in between Jordan Eberle and Yanni Gord in that dressing room where he can easily pick their brain. That's what's so important about all of this. And for right now, you play it out and wait it out here with veterans who can do this all by committee. Well, I'm not sure if it would be an Oscar-worthy speech, but our our little show on MTV won a People's Choice Award one time. So, congratulations. So if they need if they need People's Choice Award winner, you got my vote. Who played my vote. who played a teenager on on TV, Brett Davern to come in there and give a speech. I mean, I don't know, producer Katie. Am I technically what? able to? I'm on strike. I don't know if Bruckheimer. Me and, Bru- me and Brooks aren't getting along right now, I don't maybe think. Us and, right? Aren't I in conflict with him right now? Yeah, All right, so maybe we start some negotiations. Just don't record it. We try to... Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. The point is, I'll be that guy to give that dumb speech if that's what they need, Mike. Um, Mike, dude. Don't say yourself short now, Brooks. What Come a on. wealth of knowledge Mike Benton is on the Kraken. <laughs> This could Mike, have been three, yes. hour, three hours Thank long. Thank you so much for stopping by, man. Like, really, we do appreciate your time. Uh, Anytime. Chris, I mean, if Chris would have shut up, we could have gotten to a lot more. Why do you think I didn't say anything? You brought on a wealth of knowledge. I am not a wealth of knowledge, okay? I know when to sit back and, <laughs> and let the people, let the grownups in the room speak. Chris, you're this a crack I love expert. Chris right here. Like, he, he's, Chris is the one guy who shows up to the party fashionably late but he's always there to contribute that's right yes he's that's here right. for a good time Thank oh you, man <laughs> for producer Katie, he's our true captain and for ryan and for chris i'm brett thanks for listening to release the show um if you have an email that you'd like to send you can do that it's release the show at gmail.com if you have a rant for any reason whatsoever we'll keep you um anonymous it's release the rants at gmail.com We've been getting some good ones, and we need to read them soon, so we will do that. Thanks to EpicSeats.com, Wiener Schnitzel. Who else? That's it? Delta Airlines? Mike Benton. Yeah, Mike Benton. At Benton underscore Mike. Let's go cracking, right? Try it again. Let's go cracking. Let's go cracking. Chris? Let's go cracking. <laughs> Is that what you Oh, see ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.